This week's episode of the Day One Dolphins podcast is brought to you by our new sponsor, Nexus IT Services. Nexus is basically your standard IT help desk, engineering team, and CIO packaged together and bought for a monthly or hourly rate. Nexus has got it dialed in. They are a jack-of-all-trades type of IT business. Nexus provides a great value by being proactive in fixing issues before they occur. They continually assist you with optimizing your IT environment. Issues can be monitored and fixed remotely on the fly with a simple phone call or email to their help desk. Businesses that decide to use an MSP like Nexus greatly benefit from not having to deal with the day-to-day operation and tedious tasks that are required for their IT infrastructure. This allows businesses to shift the risk of the MSP and allow them to focus on managing the other higher business priority to increase their business objectives and bottom line. If you or someone you know would like to consult with Nexus IT services, reach out to them at www.nexustechfl.com or you can reach out to them via email support at nexustechfl.com or by phone at 772-204-0252. That's another Miami Dolphins. Right here, one play at a time. Don't worry about any other play. Third and two, third and six, third and 15. Throw me the ball. Incredible catch by Gesicki. Fans want to win again. Last one. Jones from the gun, third and two. It's picked. Intercepted. Welcome back to this week's episode of Day One Dolphins Drop One of Two. This is one of your hosts, Chief Sut. You can follow me on Twitter at C H I E F S U W T. Ouch is actually out with the ouchies. Uh, get well soon, big dog. Subbing in is an actual legend. People throw around the term legend all the time, but we have an actual legend. You may know him from the morning announcements, you may know him from the front page of the newspaper, EA on the PA, <laughs> Albedo. What it do, big homie? What's going on, Chief? How's it? How's it going? I'm feeling good, bro. How did it? Uh, how did it feel live from the uh, from the Rock on Sunday Night Football? This is Victory Tuesday. We'll call it Victory Monday, but how was it live? In effect. So what I would say, like the one thing I will highlight, um, and I wish you know the Dolphins were just better, you know, so we get more primetime games. But it's just the ambiance of a Sunday Night game. It was like. To be honest, there was a lot of Steelers fans. <clears throat> you know, I, I would say half, if not mm-hmm. more than half, you know, were Steelers fans. It was not I, – I didn't see it as even even Steven. But just the fact of the ambiance of a Sunday night game, you, you could just feel it in the air. And, 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 you know, I really think that that's why our defense was so successful um, during, uh, during the game, especially towards the end, is just – the you know we seem to our defense seems to step up when primetime hits and i i wish we played a lot more of them but uh i would say the ambiance was the best thing about it it was pretty sick you you would think that we would play more of them since everyone complains about the sun and the heat all the time and playing then you don't really have to deal with that even at the early part of the season it might be muggy but the cold front had kind of passed by the time Sunday came around. So what was the temperature like? Oh, weather was crisp, if I can say. Yeah. It, was, it was awesome. Yeah, that's why I was saying the ambiance. You know, it was a light breeze. You know, it was mid-70s. You know, I don't know anyone that doesn't like to play football in that weather when, you know, it's it's hot enough that you get a sweat in because, mm-hmm. you know, it's you can't you can't run around and, and and feel just completely clean. I've never never done that before, honestly. I, you know, I'm always getting in the dirt. So, you know, right. it's a nice little breeze. 
uh, it, the sun was setting at the perfect time. Like I said, just the ambiance was was really really cool. Um, it had to be rocking when they announced Tua and Tua first came out, and then you know those opening drives he was going ham. But it seemed like either the defense started maybe adjusting better than we were adjusting to them, or Maybe the wind just kind of got taken out of Tua's sails, but it seemed like in that second half, and not seemed like it was scoreless in the second half, that it definitely slowed down a bit. Would you say that had anything to do with the stadium, or that was just the play calling and it just became a high-stakes chess match towards the end there? So, you know, I have a couple of videos, and I'll send it to you um, so that you can probably share it or whatever on Twitter, but so essentially... Uh, the opening was sick. Uh, they talked about the perfect season. I can't remember who was on the actual video, but that was actually like doing. Oh, the they narrative. showed it at home. Yeah, yeah. It was Zonka and, and Larry Little. I was say it Larry Warfield? Oh, yeah, was Larry War- Little. Was it Larry Little? Maybe, or it might have been Warfield. I can't remember who was on there, but just you know that Morgan Freeman style of narrating, just and the and the stadiums all listening. It it just it literally was just chills, and then you just see Tua just coming out hype and. You know, you don't want anything more for him just to be hype because obviously he had it, – it's crazy, but I think that he's, like, tainted. You know, he does great. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, God, you know, this is one game. But then he does bad. It's like, oh, there he is. It's just, you know, he's not the QB for us. So <laughs> – You saw really early how much he gives a f- about any of that. Yeah. This man is dropping his shoulder in the first quarter trying to, like not, – you're not even close to the first down. It's like he just didn't want to slide. And then he did it again. It's like he heard everyone calling him dainty and fragile and all this other stuff. And is just almost going out of his way to shut people up. Or he's just about that life. I can't really tell. I mean, but. He, I, I totally get it. You know, I'm honestly, I'm a, when I'm on the football field, you know, where I was at least, it, it was, you, ha- you, you want to get that first hit to, to like, you know, get you back in the rhythm. You know, he was out. What was it? Three games or four games? How many? It was three games. Three. Yeah, three, the three games, games we lost. We lost. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you know, I I don't blame him. I think I read somewhere that he said, "Sorry, coach, I needed to do that." Um, and I respect yeah, it. I respect it. Like, you know, you gotta hit somebody, and and honestly, like, it feels better. Like, you feel you're not afraid to get hit. You know. Uh, one thing get the I jitters out. Yeah, fresh off the bus. Go yeah. ahead and hit something. Get it. Get get all that out of you. Definitely. And you know, I was talking to my uncle about this a little bit. Um, you know, he's had. I mean, he had. He doesn't have the season tickets anymore. He's on the waiting list again. But he he's had season tickets since uh, God knows how long. And um, you know, he he kind of ex- explains that. You know, when you watch these games, you watch Marino for so long, and everyone's been still been looking for this you know, Marino, uh, replacement, but at the end of the day, like, you know, as long as we can win football games and as long as, you know, he stays healthy, you know, those quarterbacks that stay healthy is not because their O-line is good. It's because they find ways to like get around and not get hit. You know, I hate to say it, but you know, Marino had one leg and like, yeah, he got hit and you know, he's a little bit bigger than Tua, you know, size and weight wise, but you know, these guys find ways like Drew Brees, you know, Russell, like, you know, as bad as the season he's having now, but, you know, just in general, Russell Wilson, but, you know, they, yeah, before last season, Russ hadn't missed a game. Yeah. And, and it's, so it could just be, he's old, you know, like his body's just catching up to like all the daring escapes, but 
you're not wrong at all, bro. Josh Allen right now is a prime example of someone that just, one, gets rid of the ball super fast. And if he's going to tuck it and run, he decides that very quickly and he slides and gets down. Every once in a while, he tries to chuck somebody and, you know, look like a hard ass. But for the most part, he does get down. I don't know know about getting down, bro. He's already hurdled like three people this year. But I I will say. But he also gets, he throws the ball away very fast. Yes. And that's the whole thing about, like, just making sure that you're, even though your O-line might not, you know, it's going to collapse. They're not perfect. You're not going to have four or five seconds to throw the ball every time. But just recognizing where you can step up and when you can, when you have to run or when you should run, you know, versus extending the play, like that has a lot to do with it. And, and it definitely is going to extend, you know, his, you know, health. Because, like I said, you know, they have QBs like Drew Brees or smaller, Russell Wilson. And, you know, they're not always 6'5", big as hell being able to take on 300 pound linemen you know and the way mm. that they win is they step they move around the pocket and like i said marino had one at one leg you know brady's can't run for shit, you know so these guys yeah they get sacked and they have bad you know games but for the most part they're playing every game because they're not getting walloped and you know crushed because they're just trying to extend a play and you know taking this big old hit and i and i will say that he did a really good job moving a lot more and it was evident oh, yeah. it was evident he was moving in the pocket a lot more i wish he would run the ball more honestly i think he would get a lot more first downs i wish he would too and he was he was clearly making it a point to get rid of the ball as soon as possible mm-hmm. and there were some throws where he didn't even think about the second read i saw a play that uh Houts posted on twitter it was an all 22 and it was a waddle play that he tried to hit in the slot that didn't complete but if he would have waited like a half a second longer uh Tyreek Hill opened up like wide open for a touchdown Mm -hmm. like he just beat his man and Tua didn't even wait Tua's just like clearly like I don't don't care what the offensive line's doing I'm gonna make these DBs and these linebackers run I'm gonna make them sweat I'm gonna just make them figure it out as soon as possible I'm not gonna give them time to get back here and hit me regardless of what's going on so I respect him doing that, but there were some misreads, and I'll take them. There was a couple of throws that should have gotten intercepted, but I don't care. They weren't. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, that whole, oh, they should have been, you know, whatever, and, well, hell, the Dolphins were third to last in interceptions the entire year, and then we were, what, first or second last year? So, yeah. you know, I, and our defense isn't bad, and the Steelers doesn't make the Steelers defense bad or lucky. Like, yeah, it happened. It didn't happen. Whatever. I, I Tom Brady's gone, gotten away with so much more bullshit that I honestly can't even fathom. Like, they make a rule it's for insane. him every week, you know. But you know, he there was one that the he threw like there was two of them that I would say that he tried to risk it for the biscuit, and it was not a risk it for the biscuit situation. I would say, like, you're if you're down, oh, yeah. you know, if you're down seven, five minutes left in the game, you got to score, at least get a field goal to try to, you know, trust you. But it wasn't like that at all. It was – he kind of just – he forced a couple. Um, I will say sometimes, you know, as a QB, you do your checkdowns. And if he sees one that he can think that he can get rid of it and he's not getting sacked, you know, I'd throw the football too. But, yeah, there are there were a couple plays. There was one with Kasicki that um, he – ended up throwing a ball into the fly and we got the first down like it wasn't that we didn't but 
you know, if he if he waited like two minutes, and Gasicki could have sat a little bit more to make seem a little mm-hmm. bit more open, but he could have waited a few minutes and had Gasicki up in the middle um, for like a twenty five yard play. But it's look, you, you hindsight's twenty twenty. Obviously, of course. Uh, I personally, it, <laughs> I don't know about you, but our red zone defense is, is where or our red zone offense is where, you know, we need to just capitalize a lot more. Highly questionable. And I think it's questionable because they're nervous about special teams. But you're talking about decisions and like kind of not going with the, the safer call. I still don't really know why we opted to go for it on that fourth and three. We were talking about it, I guess, earlier today. Mm-hmm. We should have kicked that field goal. Like there was really no reason to go for it on fourth and three. And if you are going to go for it, throw it to Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle, or maybe even Mike Kosicki. But if you're going to run it, put in Alec Ingold to block and give it to Raheem Mostert. But whatever you do, don't just hand it to Chase Edmonds running out of shotgun with no lead blocker and try to run a draw play. Because that's not going to work. Mm-mm. Like, at all. Yeah. And... That was the call. I did not like that call whatsoever. It could have really cost us if Pittsburgh would have scored on the drive that uh, Javon Holland intercepted that pass. Mm-hmm. You're asking Tua to come back down you know, and drive down the field, which he has no problem doing. The part that would have made me nervous is Jason Sanders kicking the f***ing field goal because this is a liability this year. Yeah, he's but, been, he's, he did all right yesterday, though. and um, He did. You know, it's one of those things that, like, he gets the first down, he's a genius. If he doesn't get the first down, well, now he looks like a dumbass. So, uh, but, yeah, he was a dumbass there. I don't know if I would have done that either. I mean, what was the score at this time? It was, like, 16-7, to right? I believe it was 16-7. Yeah. yeah, we and, and, and on, on top of that, you know, was that in the fourth quarter or was that in the third quarter? I think it was nah, in the that third, was third quarter. Third quarter, okay. Yeah. But I mean, either way, there was just no need. The fourth and seven, when we hit that on the Patriots, I almost kind of understood that. It was a dangerous call because, yeah, you would have given them the ball at midfield, but there was barely any time left on the clock, and it was going into the half. So, like, if they wiggle out a field goal because we didn't get this, so be it. But uh, this one, we were deep in the red zone, and, like, not deep enough to score a touchdown. But deep enough to where, like, let's just get the points. We earned the points. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? No need to just come out of here empty-handed. And we did. And I don't know. It could have bit us, but I fuck with Coach. Uh, I like what he's doing overall, so I'm not going to be mad about it. I'm a little confused about what we're doing with some of the usage. I understand trying to get Chase Edmonds involved. But I think it's kind of at the point where we're better off having Miles uh, spell Raheem when it's time for Raheem to take a playoff. Would you agree with that, or would you rather keep Chase Edmonds in? Mm, it's kind of hard because, you know, we're not in the practice every day. We're not in the locker room. You know, I don't know. You don't know the attitudes. You don't know, mm-hmm. you know, how they're doing versus the first team versus how Miles is doing versus second or third or wherever he's even, you know, getting placed in there. But, I mean – it's kind of hard right now. Raheem Mozart does. He just looks more lightning in a bottle. And, and I, I really think this, this NFL, like this type of NFL football right now, a lot of people are running these read options. You need to be able to, your quick first step needs to be the quickest. And, you know, you might not need to decide that the hole's gaping. And a lot of people, unfortunately, they look for the touchdown run every time. 
of course. You know, with the reach. I'm trying to scold, Alvy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, but... trying to, I'm trying to get this bonus, dog. Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's another thing. Like, I get some of these bonus incentivizes people, but you know, some people just fall under pressure. But I mean, in my opinion, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen Miles play at like. It seems like I haven't seen him play like at all. So they started, they started getting him going. Uh, the game before the Steelers game was that the Vikings, yes. I believe it was. He started getting a little bit of burn, and it's when Edmonds started dropping balls. But it might be him cracking under the pressure, and he is the highest paid running back in the room. Yet Heem is dogging him week in and week out. And then we're designing these little dump offs that are really easy for Edmonds. They're literally what we pay him the most in the running back room to do, and he just drops them. That's mental, bro. That's nothing to do with, like, anything else. That's just something in his head. And it's happening so often that, like, he's a liability. I don't care what's going it's on. It's weird. It's weird. What you say it, like, it's it's happening a little often because. In the it, red zone, bro. Yes. And that there, was a and bad in Arizona, one. he wasn't. That's not, you know. That's what he did. He took the little, you know, the little Madden Texas route where he cuts inside on the linebacker and you just hit him. Or you run the little bootleg, and he's running right underneath, catches it, easy first down, drop his shoulder, maybe crib it, you know? But, mm-hmm. like, he's not catching anything, brother. He looks like he has no hands. Like, the Monstars took his powers. So He might be just a little, like, he's getting a little willy-nilly, a little scared because of the um, the fact that, he, you know, Raheem's basically starting now. and Yeah. But... I don't know, dude. I I have faith. Look, I, the way we look at this, I'm sure you've you think, these are these are professionals. That's, at some point, if he consistently, and I would say consistent, like three or four games in a row, then you know, let's go on and get you home. You know, let's let's get you home. <laughs> but, yeah. but straight up, like I oh, I, man, I see people get them home. I see people. I see people. You know, pe- people can have like you know down times or just slumps I would say a slump but you could I, have a bad month it I happens ju- it just seems like he didn't he, d- he doesn't have like the you know the running back either has that lightning in a bottle you're getting three or four yards and you're getting tackled or you know you're making the first guy miss and you know getting to the second level and at least getting three to four yards that's that's not even right. happening he's like he's like I don't know if the play design and it could be just a coincidence you know kind of like the Mac Jones zappy situation because to me I thought zappy got those touchdowns because the dudes were wide the f- open but you know uh, they were wide open so I don't know Matt Patricia just don't like Mac Jones or whatnot but either way f- the like, Patriots but uh, it's like is Matt Patricia calling better plays for Zappy like no way no like, that's well, his that's his that's his ass yeah if either one of them doesn't succeed yeah so like yeah 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 so I mean look I think that we give him another week um you know Steelers defense even though they haven't been doing well they didn't do horrible and I, same thing Raheem had a touchdown in his hands he got popped by Minka and he drops the ball so I mean mm-hmm I'm not going to be mad at him whatsoever, though. That no, 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 been, no. He's helping us out. He, he he's did been, it well. He's been toting the tater. He's been over 4.5 a carry the last, like, two games. We've needed it bad. He we needed it bad this week. On, but. On, last, or on Sunday night, he had five yards per carry. It was 16 first, 80 yards, which – and um, We'll take that. I'll, we'll take it, especially if Chase is doing two for four. How has he done? Let me see something real quick. Actually, well, yeah, and Heem was the second highest rated player on PFF on offense behind Connor Williams, and Chase Edmonds was the lowest 
rated even lower than everyone's favorite dolphin, Liam Eikenberg. Too- <laughs> All right. I feel like we should just black blackball him from this podcast already because <laughs> Liam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like I don't even want, I can't talk about him running laps. I can't, I just can't say his name. Like broke the way Zach Ware snaps on, uh, the group chat about Noah yeah, is how yeah. I feel about Liam. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolute waste of draft capital. We, we like, no. So last five games, he's had, one a 1.9 average and only two touchdowns his longest run has been 24 yards five receptions 50 yards piece that ain't bad five five <laughs> receptions for 50 yards at 10 yards of pop isn't bad either yeah but the drops that we've seen have been horrendous and one of them sure. was a touchdown that yes. we really needed yes yes i agree in a game that we lost yes we, i told you we were due for that loss though Either way, though. Game? That was the Bengals game, right? Or no, yeah. was, was it Bengals? Yeah, it was Bengals. That was the Bengals because Tua got hurt like the next drive. Yeah, we were due for that loss. but Due for it either way, but stop, drop, don't, don't put the ball on the ground, son. That's, that's more than 10. He's running laps, but we could talk about somebody else running laps. We, uh, we came to an agreement on him. We could probably think of more, but who was the guy that you were thinking uh, needs to run a couple laps because they didn't? do what they're supposed to do they haven't been doing what they're supposed to do they're not in the doghouse they're not in trouble but hey man i need you to i need you to get dig down deep and figure it out within so who do you got running laps so so we talked about this because and it's funny because i i think you mentioned his name and i was like dude i couldn't think of anybody else because i was almost surprised to see him so f- like just down at the bottom of the list of just tackles in general he had no he had no tackles last week Braquan davis uh, i think he's just been absent completely um I think in mm-hmm. this month, how many games we've had this month so far? What, what three, two games? That'll be the third. Three, third Second. games. He's had two total tackles the entire third game. Did he? Did, was he out at all? Are we? Are we chopping on him and he's coming back hip injury? Or nah, what? he he missed he missed some time in a game, hmm. but he always comes back in. So yeah, in three games in this month, the Jets, Vikings, and Steelers, he's had one what one sack. And that one sack, he showed us what he can do. He pushed straight through an offensive lineman's soul and made him look like a little boy on his way to the quarterback. And it just doesn't make sense to me why we don't see that. I'm going to also have him running laps. He's going to be running more laps. He usually starts, either bro. Either way, though. But either way, it shouldn't even matter, bro. Yeah. You got to tell me in the whole month of October, you're getting two tackles. Yeah. That I think the punter has more tackles than you do. Let me, or maybe the long snapper probably has more tackles. I mean, I would think that some of these undrafted free agent like DBs have more tackles than you, mm. and they're playing their little hearts out. Like shout outs to them. I mean, yeah, we talked about it before. You know, Justin Bethel, nine, ah, dude, nine took tackles, the, took seven the words solo. Out my mouth. I was like, one pass deflection, home. I literally was like, where did this guy come from? But, you know, I, we, we watch a lot. I mean, we have – I wouldn't say we have depth, but we're, we have, we're getting depth in, in the DBs. And I, I'm i almost, like, totally cool with keeping these rookies in. Um, I know Bethel – I think Bethel played it on the <laughs> Pats, actually. And he's – I mean, he's been around for forever. But in general, like, having these guys just come in here and start playing um, that we don't see or – just you know but Justin Bethel came in and set it up for us I know everyone hates Noah I'm not fully sold on him but even though he got that George Pickens touchdown he played really well he sealed the not touchdown. everyone hates him 
No. <laughs> but he, uh, no, you know what? There's a reason why they're keeping him there. There's a reason why I think that they are giving him the opportunity. He got, I mean, that George Pickens touchdown was just a sick catch. He was close. Yeah. You know, it was, it was pretty, it reminded me of the Santonio Holmes catch, to be honest. Um, and, the, and it was just a catch that he could honestly make on anyone. Correct. Yeah, he put the ball there too, perfect where he had to, so that no one else can get it. And it's funny because you know, I was a little sauced at the game when I texted Noah season because I thought because I, I thought Noah picked off the ball when it was Javon Holland, but they almost had the same number. <laughs> I was getting high. <laughs> I was getting high. They kind of looked the same because that boy Noah be dressing. Yeah, he's, he, like, he he might be a bum to some, but he goes out there swagging than a bitch. Mm. And you know, I was out there with Colby and my uncle, and we're sitting here, and I was like, "Damn, he was the number one. He was actually in the first round. He was our third pick in that in that uh, when we had that extra. Thank God for Laramie Tunsil. Let's build a man a statue, please. <laughs> Every dude, make sure it has a gas mask on it too. That actually like puffs smoke out on game days or some shit. Oh, that would be so fire. <laughs> <laughs> but, I might um, just get that for the crib. Yeah, and then, you know, in general, I, I think our DBs played really well. Um, running laps-wise, Raekwon Davis needs to get his ass together. Now, day off, if if we're going to talk about – we're talking about defense still. Who has a day off? Who busted their ass and kind of gets to chill a little bit, you know? They're going to watch their film, and they're going to do what they do, but they don't have to actually lift or – run around they got a veteran rest day who got the day off alvy um you know i did say the whole defense but i think van ginkle van ginkle was all over the field and i you know watching mm-hmm. it live you know you could see somebody you know bright blonde hair flowing in the wind to make these tackles <laughs> you know exactly who it is you know it's between him and and well, uh clayton uh but clayton fledgelum yeah the flying watts the flying watts uh they had quite a few flying flats. Hey, dude, they, I'm telling you, Andrew Van Ginkle is semi uh, our AJ Hawk. Cause He's kind of been a stud for us for a couple of years, low key. Mm-hmm. Smarter than Kiko Alonso, I'll tell you that. Makes better oh, plays geez. than he does. Kiko Alonso, why'd you have to bring him up? Uh, he retired the other month or last year or something like that, so it reminded me of it. But Good for you, Kiko. Yeah. What, a, what a career. Polarizing. Hey, he uh, got more money than us, so he's got a great, he's got a good hundred percent. And he knocked out Joe Flacco. But either way, uh, I like I like the ABG call. He's playing his ass off. I'm actually going to give it to a guy that I've been pretty uh, pretty mean to because I want him to step up, and he's stepping up. Jalen Phillips, a yeah. man had the the sack and a half, two tackles for loss, four solo tackles, eight total, two QB hits. That's that's the stat line that I kind of expect every week, regardless mm-hmm. of who the offensive lineman is. Like, with his physique and the the motor that he has, and his ability to just not ever be tired mm-hmm. and just keep pass rushing his ass off is just sick. So there's really no reason why he can't be putting up that kind of game every week. And the times that he did get his pressures and his QB hits and his sacks were major drive killers, where we kind of needed to get bailed out and that's not as good as Xavier Howard intercepting the ball, you know, cause that directly hands the ball to us. Mm-hmm. But a big sack like that almost does the same thing. And semi does. It, 
It semi-does. It's getting to the point where, okay, it's two weeks in a row, three weeks in a row, pass rush is starting to get there. It held us in a game last week, but it wasn't enough to hold us over. Now this week, it held us, and it was enough to hold us over. A little bit inferior quarterback play, even though Kirk Cousins isn't all-worldly. It's still better than Kenny Pickett. Um, I think if the pass rush can just give us a little more. I don't know where my man Emmanuel Ogba is. I don't think he even played. Um, well, that's the Raekwon Davis kind of thing. To, so, look, I, I will tell you this. Watching the game, there's a few things that you can kind of see happening. Well, especially the seats we had, they were kind of like in this corner. So, when you mm-hmm. see it on the corner, obviously, it, it you know, you get a good grasp of formations. You see a lot of the stunts. You get to see a lot of the, you know, lineman pulls. You just get to a lot to see a lot of that stuff. And... I will say that Jalen Phillips looks like a monster on the field. Like, he looks, like you mentioned physique and a motor. The dude is a force to reckon with. Like, he's he's big. He has the, the Jason Taylor, you know, stature and, and presence on the field. Now, I will say that, like, I can't. You can't get mad at him if he's not getting sacks all the time because the guy is. He's kind of like the reason why everything is breaking. Like why the quarterback is running in the first place. But you know, October, he yes, I think it's like out of every. I think let me see, three games, fifteen tackles, six solo, nine assisted. You know, two sacks in the month. He's almost pretty much a sack a game. I think what we were lacking, I and, and it might. Uh, might help and I mentioned this to Colby and Valdez I bet on it it's just turnovers once we see the D-line co- cause a few strip sacks cause a few just coverage sa- like just uh, not coverage sacks but just strip sacks and 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 sack and uh, you know just hits right off the line for with the with the running backs um, you'll notice their presence a lot Chipper. more yeah you'll, you'll notice their presence a lot more because I think like just watching it live you, you really see that the like he's a force to reckon with he you have to have somebody on him all the time because if not he's going to go after the quarterback I think he is starting to get I mean it's it's not I think he clearly is due to the sack numbers but he's been getting the pressure every week he's been you know Somebody that if they don't account for, he's going to be in the quarterback's face very fast just because of how fast he's getting off the line. But now it's actually like starting to become numbers. Mm-hmm. And Melvin Ingram's slowing down, and the other pass rushers are slowing down. But at least we have him heating up. We have Christian Wilkins doing what Christian Wilkins does week in and week out. He could take every day off for all he wants. I don't care. I love him so much. But yeah, he's, a, he's a character you need in the locker room. He's one of those guys that that you really need to keep and everyone bro, he's together. A monster. Well, just to he's ha- consistent. it's just about also to have fun, bro. Like people yeah. don't realize you're out there playing a game. You know, like you're out there playing a game and making mad money doing it. And it's like yeah. at the end of the day, go out there and have fun. Like you, you don't lose the love for the game because if not, you're you know you're not going to do well. And I, I feel like a lot of a lot of the free agents that are still out there, that's kind of what happens to them. You know, like I hate to say it, like. I think Odell Beckham's great, and he's had and he's had a better attitude these last couple teams. But when mm-hmm. you have this, you know, high entitlement and you know, high, uh, you know, you think that you don't need to go ball the f- out every game. It's kind of a little bit different. But uh, I yeah. wanted to actually ask you about that. You know, now that I mentioned free agents, are there any free agents that you think particularly will really be an addition? You know, are we trusting our DBs? You know 
motley crew of dbs that we have uh, you know that's a different guy every week you know are, are you are you ex- <laughs> expecting us to make a move before this um deadline i think i think if william jackson is really only a six round pick if that's all they're looking for we should have been sent that over maybe even thrown in a fifth rounder just to make him move faster mm-hmm. but i do not trust the db situation We've seen, we honestly saw this past week with just having X does for the defense and does for the pass rush. Mm-hmm. The week before, we saw what it was like a little bit without him. And every game that we see without him is terrible. We haven't had Byron Jones at all. So I can't count on somebody that I don't see. And if we have him down the stretch, cool. But having William Jackson is more insurance. We just know right away, okay, if it hits the fan, we at least have one guy that can lock down a section of the field and the pass rush can try to get there. Just buy him some time. And, like, everyone just buys each other some time. But it's definitely a hodgepodge. And with Needham being gone, I said it last week, it's a little bit higher impact than, like, people want to give credit for. Mm-hmm. And what? Now that Noah's starting, people are like, yo, what the we need corners. It's like, what the hell did you think was going to happen after Nick Needham went down? Like, we don't have a lot after that. It's Keon Crossing and them boys. And like, we signed somebody to the practice squad just now. Um, I read today. I can't remember who it was. And I'm not going to lie. If we're going to talk about free agents, if the uh, Ravens don't pay Lamar, I'd be completely down for that. Hmm. What's crazy, uh, and I don't know how you feel about vet and age, but Joe Hayden's a free agent. I mean, he's old, but anything's better than... We, we carried in three DBs going into the game, bro. Mm. Like, we're not going to be... Uh, we're not, we're not going to go on a Super Bowl run, though, doing that What do you think we need more? And, and, you know, to me, you know, I played just, you know, DB growing up, college, like a strong safety, and, um, you know, just watching the games, I, I personally think you need real athletic players and... Honestly, mm-hmm. like watching the Dolphins, you know, Kenny Pickett did kind of stank it up a little bit on a few drives that he could have probably scored on. Uh, I would attribute to Jalen Phillips getting after him. I think he ended up with eight sacks in that, in that or eight tackles the entire game. So I mean, the guy was the guy was nuts. He was all over the field. But essentially, you know, do you think we need linebackers versus DBs? Do you think because me personally? Like, yeah, we have Van Ginkle. I think he's kind of, like, all over the field all the time. But one play that I watched that really scared the living hell out of me, and Colby will tell you about it. So Landon Roberts was, like, running across the field with (laughs) one of, I think it was either, like, a drag route or, like, a crossing route going across the field. And Kenny Mm -hmm. Pickett just takes the ball and starts to run up the field. And when I tell you that Landon Roberts, all he had to do was look left. And he could have tackled him without this. Without I think doing I, anything. Without doing anything. He could have just looked to yeah. the left and ran into him. But instead, he's literally following the receiver the entire way. I, he, like, crosses him. Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> no, he was well past the pass. <laughs> well past yeah, the well, you know, you just got to run with him anyway, just in case. I, I personally think that we need more athletic linebackers. I think Van Ginkle's good. I think... Um, 
We, it's not. It's not. So Van Ginkle's a different type of linebacker. Correct. He's a, a pass rusher. Like correct. He, Landon Roberts and Jerome Baker are our inside linebackers. Correct. They need to be able to stuff the run and cover in a pinch. Mm-hmm. And Landon Roberts can cover the run, but he cannot cover anyone in a pinch. So I think I agree. We should have been traded for Roquan Smith as well. And I think I've said it the last three episodes. I don't know what's going on with the Mike Sicki for Roquan Smith deal, but they need pass catchers and playmakers. We want Roquan Smith. Make it happen. Or sign Reuben Foster. He's a free agent. Like, But we, we need a linebacker that can cover and hit. And if we're not going to do any of those things, just play more Channing Tindall. Because we talk I, about how Jalen Phillips is like this. I don't know where he's been. You tell me where he's been, bro. Because I don't know where. We, we drafted him. I mean, I know that players don't come out the gate playing. But when you play, when it's defense, you're damn near playing, bro. You, you hit people, with you play what With what we're seeing with Landon Roberts, why not? Yeah. Just put him in over him. It can't be worse with how much he's f-ing up. And, like, if the only benefit to Landon Roberts is he's just absolutely going to stuff the run every time, cool. I guarantee you Channing Tindall can do the same thing and also bite on play action the same way a Landon Roberts does. But hopefully he doesn't bite on play action as often or he's athletic enough to get back and recover and make a play. But we just know for a fact that Landon Roberts isn't going to do that. He's either going to hit the ball carrier and make his money right there or he's going to be a liability. So you know why I can tell you and, and why I think that we need more strength in the, the linebackers, not necessarily the DBs. Like I, I'll trust a younger DB because I think these guys are pretty athletic. And when you get to that level, this you know you get to a level of athleticism. It's like how much better are these guys than the others, right? Yeah, but, unless you're literally Tyreek Hill or like oh, right, right, that's it, right. Uh, so and they all guard him every day in practice. If we're going to be real, and they're all getting work against him and Waddle, mm-hmm. so. They get a, almost a relief on Sundays going to practice or going to a game because it's lighter than it is at practice. And who do you think had the uh, most catches uh, on Sunday? Had the most catches for on the, us? No, for the Steelers. Um, Probably either Pickens or f***ing Pat Muth. Pat Muth had eight catches, 75 yards, and he had the most catches and targeted the he- second most amount of time. So... Just to He's give, getting hella dumpers. Right. Well, just to give you an idea, who's got who's guarding them? We all we we literally are we get killed by the tight ends. I feel like on every game because, for example, Deontay Johnson targeted ten times, caught the ball five. So it's not like the DBs aren't actually making plays. Nah, and Pickens only got off for six for sixty one. And, uh, and they targeted him only game. six times. So it must have been when he was only open. So I mean, yeah. And it was on Noah. They were picking on Noah clearly, but they tried to do that one too many times and it bit him in the ass. I mean, hell, one pl- one of those passes that, that out of the six, he, it was a 30-yard pass. So basically five for 35, or five for 30, it was his real, um, his other side. And and that's the thing. Like, like I said, I, I think that our linebackers, we have like no name. It's not Jerome. No, no. Jerome, when no. they put, when Jerome's on Pat Muth, they throw it to the running back that Alandon Roberts is on, you know? Mm-hmm. And wherever Jerome isn't and Alandon is, that's the first read. Mm-hmm. And until we fix that, that's our that's our weakness, I guess, on defense. Mm-hmm. But if we fill that, bro, what do you do? We we can play undrafted free agent corners against and win. Like And I'm being a little picky because, you know, we won the game because of our defense. So let me let me just be clear. And, and you know, I mm-hmm. play a defense. So for me, it's like that's what I like to watch. 
because you know just what you what you can critique on you know you know what what people are doing and you know you get it yeah and i and like i said i i actually am really proud of the defense in general you know i think noah did a good job even though as far as much as they were picking on him he did a good job and i think he did his job he let that like we talked about that one touchdown but it was just a good pass I and mean, it happens, bro. Yep. The best DBs, they, that happens to them every once in a while. And you just got to not let it kill you. Mm-hmm. Live to see another play. You'll be all right. Short-term memory. Head up. Short-term. Coach Mons used to tell me short-term memory. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that, that uh, we have a good stretch into the, to the next uh, three games. Uh, we play Detroit. Um, I think we play, like, the Browns, Detroit, the Bears. And I can't remember who the fourth game is, but nah, it's Lions. Oh yeah, Detroit Bears, Browns, Texans. Okay, so yeah, it was Lions. Bears, that's a Browns, that's Texans. a great month. And then it gets a little funkier with the California trip, San Fran, and then the Chargers, and then at Buffalo, Aaron Rodgers at home, at New England uh, on New Year's, and then Jets at home to close the season that low key might be a huge game yeah i don't give a about december and january until we get through november november if we come out 4-0 then i'm then i'm gonna be like all right bet let's go we're a real team let's 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 get after it but there's absolutely no reason to lose to the bears the browns or the houston texans we shouldn't lose to the lions either dude that i'm gonna i wanted to say that too but i want to put that one with an asterisk but those three, there's no reason to lose those games. Amon, Amon Raw is out next week, dude. He's on concussion protocol, so. They have DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, though. And if they're healthy with TJ Hawkinson just mm-hmm. abusing a Landon Roberts and uh, that offensive line just making sure our defensive line doesn't do anything, mm-hmm. it, could, it could just be a run game where we barely touch the ball. But. I don't think that'll happen. I think we win that one too. But that game's not in November. You said November, which is the Bears, exactly. the Browns, and the Texans. Exactly. Three games. Just, we got a bye week in there. Like, well, I'll count the Lions as my November splint. But in general, cool. But in general, I get it. Do that four. Do that four and zero, oh, bro. That puts us at one, two, three, four, five, Eight, six. Three. Nah, that's ten and four. No. Oh. We're we're four and three. One, two, three, four, eight. Oh yeah, ten. yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I was looking at the preseason dubs too. I'm like, no, nah, bro. Those wins count, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, look, we, we look. We're in good shape. I, I think live. It was a great time. It was a it's Sunday night football. I wish we had more of it. Uh, they gotta I, give us more. I think we deserve it. It's Miami, brother. Like what? Yeah. It was a vibe. Bro, I think the league was sold so hard by the media making everyone believe that Tua sucks and like he can't throw a deep ball that literally the NFL scheduling people believed that we still weren't going to score any points. So they didn't schedule us for any primetime games, yet they assumed Russell Wilson and all of his weapons would score a bunch of points. So they loaded all the schedules up with these primetime Broncos games that everyone's just pissed about and uh, we should get a lot more of them next year. I mean, honestly, no I, I don't I don't know who f- thought of the Dolphins versus the f- Steelers was even a primetime game, but I mean I mean, yeah. they couldn't have thought of the Bengals, the Bills, 
the Ravens, the Patriots, the first four games that we had that were against awesome. Two, what? One of the. Two, what about the Chargers? The two of them went to the AFC Bowl. Championship. And then, no, and we got the 49ers. You got the that's, that's Packers and Aaron Rodgers. His old boy. At like, the Bills in December. Come on. A lot of storylines, bruv, and they just missed opportunities, but it's all good. We'll get ready to wrap this one up. Do you got anything that you want to uh, throw in there before we close this John out? No, uh, I really want to see our 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 draft picks start really showing out. Tyndall, uh, Easy E, um, Cameron Good. Haven't seen him. I don't know if he's hurt actually. Yeah, I haven't seen Easy-E, him. Easy E, they just haven't even been activating him, and Cedric Wilson hasn't been involved. It's been Trent Shurfield, bro. Like, Dude, they we have a really good like wide receiver depth. It's really hard to to even argue it. I mean, I'm cool with that hard to argue it i mean our our big downfield tall receiver right now is mike Kosicki, and we're looking to trade him so maybe with easy and we have more of a you're just putting Smythe in there but mm-hmm. i agree but uh i appreciate your time alvy first time guest uh we pretty much got most of the group chat through eventually coda reed's gonna figure out his whole internet thing and get off the dial-up situation he's on or whatever <laughs> the heck stopping him but uh we'll get him on the show pretty soon here we appreciate everybody listening. If you rocked with us, make sure you throw a little five-star John up there. Throw a little uh, review-ski. If you didn't like it, leave us a review and tell us why. But please at least throw the five-star on there. Don't be tanking our ratings for no reason. Uh, appreciate all the listens. We'll be probably back with a part two this week with Ouch if he's feeling better. Uh, he's hydrating up, trying to get up and back to work and everything like that. So... Speedy recovery, big homie. I don't like doing this part, and I don't like doing the intro, so you got to hurry up and get back. But, uh, fans for the win again. Last one. Win. Appreciate y'all. Fins up. We'll see you soon. Thanks for having me, dude. See you next time. Peace. And when you say Miami, you're talking super cool, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number one.